Welcome to Glass Talk, Canada's podcast for the architectural glass industry. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Glass Talks. Today, I spoke with Jay McCall. Jay is a business representative for IUPAT here in Southern Ontario. He has uh, a lot of uh, interesting experiences to relate in his time there. He gives us an update on uh, just what the union uh, has been up to these days. Uh, Jay is a commercial glazier himself, uh, a journeyman. Uh, he has uh, spent many years uh, doing the work that, uh, that we all do. Uh, and Jay and I got into, uh, this conversation was recorded some time ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to get it up until now, but it's sort of a snapshot back in time of how things were during really the worst point in the pandemic um, when, uh, when, when the workers in the industry were, were really struggling to react to uh, the changing conditions. So um, Jay has a, a lot of uh, great stories from the front line about that. And uh, I think it's still uh, relevant and interesting today. So please enjoy uh, Jay McCall uh, from uh, IUPAT uh, on Glass Talk. Okay, I'm here with Jay McCall. Hi, Jay. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Pat? <laughs> it's good to see you, man. Good Full disclosure: you. Jay is my cousin-in-law. I guess oh. you would. I guess you would say, right? You're yeah. uh, married to my wife's cousin, yes. uh, and uh, and and it's Jay's always been a, a really cool point of contact for me because uh, he's uh, he's a guy on the front lines of the of the commercial glazing industry for sure. Jay, what? Give me your um, give me your job title right now. I, I, I you're working for IUPAT, obviously. Uh, tell me uh, tell me what you're doing for them. Yeah, I'm a business representative for the IUPAT District Council 46, and I represent all glazers in the local 1795, which covers uh, Hamilton and, and the Niagara region. Awesome. And this follows, obviously, a uh, career in uh, in the glazing trade. Uh, tell me about your uh, tell me about your early years. How'd you get into it? Yeah, good question, Pat. Uh, so I got into it right out of high school, started with um, a glass factory called Slimline Windows in Pickering uh, in the Brock, Brock and Bailey area. And I was, my responsibilities were uh, sealed units. So primary seals, secondary seals. I was just on an assembly line. I did that for just over one year before a friend approached me and, and, and mentioned that there's a union involved with the glazers and what it entails and the, what it offers. And after hearing the, that word pension, I was uh, highly intrigued. So within 48 hours, I ended up getting a hold of the business representative and setting up a meeting to start my four-year apprenticeship as a Glazer Glass Architectural Metal Technician. Nice. Yes. So, did, so, so did, you, did you get that initial job at Slimline? Just You were just looking for a job, looking for something to do? And yeah, and yeah. Ideally, it was just something close to home. It was walking distance from my home, and um, yeah, I just wanted to experience uh, just getting well, in. Needed money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there and so, but it was a great experience. I just wish I knew about Glazer unions in high school. Right. So. Right. And so and so, you got into you got into the union, mm -hmm. and then at what point did you start installing? Uh, good question. Uh, into the union, I didn't start installing probably until my second year, almost uh, first end of my first 
year for the fact I was in a glass factory in a shop. So from the factory, I went into um, Manners Glass working in their shop fabricating. Okay. So I was, I was responsible for a lot of the pickups and deliveries, and then as well as fabricating uh, screen, polishing, tabletops, that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. I was in the shop for, for almost a year. And then afterwards, I was getting, I did the install afterwards after that. Cool. So what, yeah. what, what, what appealed to you about the installation business once you get into it? Because I know, I know once you got into that, you, you really dug in. You, you liked uh, something about that. It's an incredible, just that every day you're in a new place, you're exposed. You think as a glazer, you're just focusing on glass, but there's a lot of metals, aluminums, uh, back pans, spandrels. There's such a, such a diverse trade. Um, so I love the fact that it brought me to a lot of places where the general public wasn't allowed in. Uh, brought me into historical buildings, like example, the Don Jail that was converted into the executive offices for the new Bridgepoint Hospital. Uh, we did that early, I think, 2011. That project took place. So just incredible experiences and where it's been able to take me. Uh, I, I can't say enough great things about this trade. Uh, we are the best friends of the architects. Glass is getting bigger and more vibrant, and yeah. it's an incredible industry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously aren't afraid of heights. No, that's one. Uh, <laughs> the first questions I ask apprentices are, how are you with heights and how are you with physically demanding work? And yes, I love heights. I love getting the adrenaline pumping. And as long as you're uh, working safely in an independent line with your PPE, it's, it's definitely comfortable and it's a great way to get your adrenaline pumping. Great, great profession. Uh, I love your story, man. And, and, and so once you... Uh, once you got into that, and then and then obviously the opportunity came to uh, work directly for the union. Tell me, uh, tell me how that was different. <laughs> oh, I know it's a big question. <laughs> yes, the, the biggest thing for me was just being uh, the fact that I could see my progress every day. So as a glazer on the tools, you could leave at the end of the day and say, "Oh, I put in those fifteen lights, or I installed these doors," or you physically see the results. Where now in this position, I represent. A uh, few hundred members, and there's uh, uh, amazing issues that get brought forward. So I, I obviously represent the members first and foremost. Um, so it's been a, a real big change, but very rewarding. The fact that I can help and, and steer apprentices in the right direction, um, and then just guide and educate as many of our members as possible to what we offer and where we where we've been, where we are, and where we're going in the future. Yeah, you're going out on the job sites. You're talking to these guys. You're talking yep. to the managers. Both uh, yep. both sides, both sides of it, right? Both sides, members, yep. managers, general contractors, architects. We work with all different levels uh, on any construction site. Yes, hmm. and, and from everything from residential, commercial, and even industrial. Awesome. Yeah. So, the question then is, and you're the perfect guy to ask this, obviously. Uh, what have you seen out there in this pandemic? What's 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 been going on? What's the what's the report from your uh, from your vantage point? Uh, it's been an incredible. This is almost a surreal time that we're living in. Um, my experiences on job sites. I'm thankful that this pandemic has been almost a staple in our industry, where our members now have clean laydown areas, safe places to have their breaks and eat their lunches. Uh, there is uh, running water and uh, hand washing stations pretty much on all sites now. Um, I love to see disinfectant soaps in all the washrooms, uh, sanitizers being given out to all of our members. So it has been uh, a staple in the industry to clean up a lot of our sites that have been pretty, uh, pretty filthy for many years. Because a lot of that stuff is stuff that should have, 
been there anyways, right? In a lot of cases, like like the running water, for instance. Although I realize that's a challenge, but yes, you know, so to get around those challenges, if if they can't bring in water, they'll order uh, water stations or they'll bring in um, uh, jugs, something yeah. to have some running water and some soap. So all of our members have that opportunity to wash clean before they eat, wash again before they go back to work. Just do their due diligence, stay vigilant. Uh, keep your hands clean, minimize the face touching. Uh, I'm just preaching that with everybody, social distancing. And I know as a glazer how difficult it is to social distance. Mm. So there are some extremes where uh, some of our glass contractors on the U.S. side are actually putting Lex and Plexi in between on their cherry pickers to minimize the, the distances between the two glazers in a cherry picker with yeah. a 24-inch slot at the bottom to pass tools and uh, materials through. So I... I feel that could possibly be a safety concern. I'm not a big fan of that, um, but I'm thankful that all of our contractors have provided all of our members with the PPE, masks, gloves, even going to the extreme as providing face shields if our members require it. Yeah. So they have uh, at least been given the tools to, to do their jobs uh, as safely as possible. Because if you're up on a picker and you're trying to handle a big, a big panel or a unit or something and, 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 and you got that thing in the way, and, and yeah. there's two guys trying to, yeah, I can, I can see where that would be. You need the forks on the front. If you're taking units out to put them on, it is recessed a little bit, but it's, it's temporary. They're saying this is all just temporary. Well, yeah. Here on the Canada side, we're, we're, our guys are wearing the masks. It's incredible how our, our safety procedures have changed dramatically. And yeah. at first, there was a lot of restrictions or a lot of uh, resistance from our members. They didn't want to wear the mask full time. Um, but now after educating everybody, this is for everyone's best interest to keep yourself, your family, our, our other members safe. Everybody's wearing masks. I think um, the cloth masks are a lot less uh, intrusive. I, I heard those complaints initially with the, uh, the paper ones or the medical ones or whatever those, it, what, what is it? N65s or something? 95. N95. Thank you. Um, um, I heard a lot of complaints from people that, uh, that those things were, um, were uncomfortable and, and I know for me I, I couldn't even wear the thing my glasses fogged up so bad I, I, I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even see um, but a cloth the cloth mask seems to be okay um, I guess are, are the guys uh, are the guys you oh there you go yeah we just got these yesterday which are the like a no way logo yeah Jay's holding up he's got a he's, yeah. got, he's got a district <laughs> wait what's your district again district council 46 46 baby Shout yeah, out to yes. <laughs> to all of our members, it's just a little more comfortable than the masks, a little more breathable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just ordered one of these for every member, and I just started uh, handing them out on job sites just yesterday. Just I think them. it's a, a lot more likely that the guys are going to wear that because it's uh, it, it, the other the other ones were just you had to pull them aside if you wanted to talk or anything, and it was yeah, it was, it was not 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 so great. Did they have to have? Um, I thought I heard somewhere too that they it wasn't just water. You had to have hot water. Uh, a lot of the bigger sites, yes, it's it is hot water. Do you better disinfectant on the hands? Um, so they're renting. Are they renting? They're renting or having, uh, the the stations being delivered, and it's some of my job sites actually have different washing stations per trade. So the glazers have their own little uh, washroom, washing hand stations. Oh, really? Uh, Mechanics, electrical, there, there'll be you know, 15 different trailers uh, specifically for hand washing and washrooms, trade specific, which I'd love to see. That is, can't yeah, go. Yeah, well, it's, it's safer, right? Because you don't have so many people using the same thing. And 
And uh, you can keep all those trades separate so they don't fight with each other. So go. Yeah. <laughs> a good win for everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't want the electricians and the glazers at the same wash station. That oh. would. <laughs> oh man. Well, that you know, you know what? It's it's it's. There's no other way to put it. It's a pain in the ass for everybody. Uh, but um, but uh, you know, I, I know you guys. Well, and I have to say, it's 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 fortunate for guys that are in the union because I know you guys are out there, uh, you know, doing these communications and asking for these, you know, things to be looked after. And you know, not everyone has that protection, so I think that's probably. Uh, and we know, are working. It's, it's been a way you guys have been helping in all of this, right? Absolutely, working vigilantly every day with the Ministry of Labor, and they've been they've done a great job out inspecting our job sites. So if there's any uh, major concerns myself and the ministry would show up and and clean up any job site we've had uh, a few job sites shut down for different reasons but usually they're only shut down for anywhere from two to three days no more than two weeks so there has been a, a slight hiccup um, late march and april things have started to pick up in may and especially now in june things are the flood doors have reopened and we've been working every day throughout this pandemic safely so there was that there was that slowdown when um there was a lot of confusion over what was an essential job site uh, for a while there. Yes. Um, I remember, well, at first, at, I remember for, they, they came out, they came out initially pretty much saying construction was essential go. Mm -hmm. um, but then they tightened that down again, I think, wasn't it in, uh, in early April or sometime in April? Correct. I believe late first week of April or second week of April was when uh, we started contracting some cases on yeah. jobs. So I think that's when that's what yeah. that's what touched it off. Yes. Do, do you have a do you have a sense of how many cases have been uh, in my local? Anyone among your guys? In my local specifically, of the five, just over, just not around five hundred and fifty members, I've had two members contract COVID. Wow. Thank thank God, neither needed the ventilators. It was very mild cases, but they did say it was two to three days of uh, excruciating pain, chest pain. Um, hard to breathe, that type of stuff. So I'm thinking they got a positive, and they got they got positive tests, and they and they they had a a nasty, yeah, yeah. But they're but both no one else. It doesn't look like it spread, eh? That's it. So yeah, Did they so have to quarantine the whole crew. Uh, they quarantined the entire crew. Um, well, one one case they did quarantine the four other guys around them just for precautionary reasons, and the other case, um, no, it was only that one member that was quarantined. Everyone around around them was monitoring symptoms. They were still working, but separated on different jobs, and the crews have been thinned out. So instead of having say eight guys on the site, there would only be you know three or four. So things have um, been spread out a little bit. Yet they still want these projects uh, done on, on time and on budget, which makes it very difficult when you're you're thinning out the crews. And so I heard some I heard some disturbing uh, I heard some disturbing anecdotes to that effect early on was that was that some of the some of the contractors were holding the subtrades feet to the fire as far as their their uh getting things done on time in the uh you yeah. know and in, in, in the contract and there was yeah. some dispute well I actually put it in the magazine uh, that uh you know this is clearly a force majeure situation like i mean you can't be you know held to your contract under these circumstances right there's no way to get things done as fast so true. That is definitely something we we have. We don't have this pandemic language in our contracts. 
um, yet we are looking forward to, in the future to implementing something or at least having those discussions. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're here to protect our members. And right now it's, uh, yeah, unprecedented times and surreal times right now. So anything we can do to, you know, to make our members safe and protect them is what we're, what we're going to do first and foremost. What does happen with pay when, uh, when guys have to go off for, for quarantine or whatever? Good question. Um, in these cases, our members are uh, applying and, and taking the CERB. So they're okay. getting $2,000 a month yeah. uh, um, for the time that they're off. But again, most of our members are still working and have been working throughout this whole pandemic. Yeah. So it's just a testament to our members and our organization. Um, yeah. I couldn't be more proud of everybody around me and all the members that, that have you know, done what they've done every day through this pandemic. It's, it's, it's admirable. Going, going indoors, have they had to be uh, especially, uh, especially sort of careful about that, I guess, eh? Yes, indoors, um, it's been really tough, more so in the residential sector. Yeah. A lot of the homeowners didn't want our guys in their, in their facilities. Mm -hmm. um, so that obviously caused some delays. Uh, other cases where the contractors would come and they would say, just board up the window. They wouldn't replace it. They would measure for a new one, but they, things get delayed a little bit for that in that standpoint, where they just want to board it up, protect, uh, keep everyone safe, but then come back when the homeowners are yeah, a little more, uh, you know, a little, a little more comfortable with the situation. So that's yeah. been, it's been a challenge we've had to overcome. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, um, that that was one of the things uh, Brett told me at Provincial Glass was, well, I, I had the picture in the, in the magazine there that, uh, mm -hmm. that they, awesome. just, they just kind of transitioned to, <laughs> well, well they, they were taking all these jobs to board things up where they no, normally would never do something, but, you know, they wouldn't bother with something like that. But it was like, well, we got to do something, so. <laughs> true. And the amount that was of right in the depths. That was right in the depths of the big slowdown. But it's 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 great to hear that you're seeing um, you're seeing all this activity. I mean, uh, uh, so most of your guys are out. Like like you. I mean, I know you guys are pretty much always at the situation where you know your whole force is out there, and you know people are screaming for more, and you can't even get enough guys to to to, yeah. to do what they want. So you're you're pretty much back to that, eh? Absolutely. Um, and just yeah. Yeah, to touch on that, we are actively seeking, recruiting. Uh, we do anticipate a very, very busy summer. Um, so I'd love to see if I can get you know, 40, 50 new Glazers coming aboard this summer. That's my, my goal and my projection to, to recruit uh, very aggressively. Uh, we're out every day organizing the unorganized. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so yeah, we have to, uh, haven't, haven't missed a beat throughout this whole, whole ordeal. So it's, like I say, very proud of everybody around me. And it's been it's just been fantastic. Let's let's let let's get into that. Where 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 are you gonna where are you gonna get these glaciers from? Uh, how you how you gonna get how you gonna attract them? Good question. Um, so just uh, earlier this week, the premier Ford just announced uh, come September, where they're finally revising the new curriculum. So I was very happy to hear the first thing he talked about was uh, promoting skilled trade in the school systems. So I'm very happy to hear that. Right. Yes. Starting, starting in grade four. Uh, levels are going to start um, teaching the kids on budgeting and financing. So again, great tools to have for becoming a glazer one day, as well as touching on the skills trade is, is just instrumental in, in our industry. So I'm really proud to hear that the principals and guidance counselors will be uh, actively encouraging. And what I do, I, I like to you know, visit high schools regularly and just talk to the kids, try to promote the trade, educate them, because um, I know glazing isn't for everybody, um, 
but uh, I always ask, you know, how are you with heights? Uh, you don't need a gym membership with this profession. So it is physically demanding, you get great exercise. Um, so that's how I use, I use the high school kids. I use our members and their relatives. Um, I'll go shopping with my wife and I'll stand outside, say a Canadian tire as she goes in there and I'll just hand out business cards. Oh. So I, I do everything I possibly can to get my card and that logo out in the industry. Uh, once a year we do, um, uh, day of actions, which is a community involvement. So this year we actually did uh, the Lusso foundation, uh, which we go in for one day, we paint, uh, whether it's a room, whether we change some balustrade glass, there's one day where we donate to the community where last year we did the Salvation Army in Hamilton, um, changed a few door lights, uh, again, just involving ourselves in the community. Nice. So, so we use nice. that as those recruitment tools. So yeah, try to be out there, try to, you know, get in involved with the community as, as much as we possibly can. So when you go see these high school kids, how, mm -hmm. how long does it take? How long does it take to even get them to understand what it is you do? Uh, <laughs> it's a good five to 10 minutes. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy conversation. I get that a lot. You must glaze donuts. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit different. Yes, a little different. But just it, it, once I offer the opportunities at hand, and I always promote how well the union's been for me, what the trade has done for me, and mm -hmm. I have nothing but positive and, and great experiences. Um, yes, you get your nicks, ticks, and scars. Uh, yeah. But again, that's all living and learning and, and learning new methods. You, you'll never know, you never know everything. The trade's always evolving. There's always new materials and applications. So it's uh, an incredible industry to be a part of. I hope you tell them how much money you can make. Uh, you can be uh, right up there with doctors and surgeons. Sure. And if you're yeah. willing to put in the time, like uh, a few few times, I'd work seven days a week, but you clear 100,000, no problem, if you're yeah. willing to work and put in the time. Yeah. So it's like anything, to be a professional in any industry, you got to work 10,000 hours. Well, our apprenticeships are four years, 4,000 hours, plus three levels of, of trade school, which I strongly recommend. It's so beneficial. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot to know in this industry. Uh, between um, cutting glass, installing, replacing, uh, you're removing all types of glass. There's engineered materials uh, to create envelopes of the buildings. Uh, we use skylights, glass doors, uh, balustrades, smoke baffle, um, making our buildings bright, airy, inviting. Um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible industry. It's, you'll never stop learning. Uh, there's some incredible people you work with and not just great glazers, but great people that you get life lessons from um, yeah, it's really a small knit community. I got laser friends all in North and South America. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I can't say enough great things about this industry. You probably have to show them pictures of a lot of that stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, they, so they know what the hell you're talking about. Yes. No, that's, that's the thing. I mean, you, you must encounter, I mean, when you tell them that, I'm going to say specifically about the pay, because I, I mean, I'm thinking back to myself in high school and what I didn't know. And, uh, and, 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 like that, that must be the one you get the reaction to because they won't understand. They won't think that there's that kind of money available. Right. So They'll think this is a low pay thing. Yes. It, I agree with that a hundred percent. But if you follow the news or look into politics and see what the federal governments uh, are, are, you know, given infrastructure, we're, we're talking the $12.8 billion uh, worth of infrastructure coming uh, to the construction sectors. So there is a lot of money at stakes. Um, but it's yeah. an industry where with our industry, every 1000 hours, you're going up 5% in your wages. So even though, yes, you're starting at a 50% apprentice, 
think about average year is 2000 uh, hours. So you're getting 10% increases in your wages for the first four years of your career. Um, so it is a, a great line of work. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's physically demanding. Um, but again, if you enjoy math, you enjoy, you know, having your brain tickled, getting your muscles pumping, this is a perfect industry for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, there's a lot of uh, equipments, our, our health and self, we have one of the best training centers in the world. Um, so when it comes to health and safety, we offer everything from forklifts to power elevator work platforms, uh, working at heights, limits, um, just a large conglomerate of, of, of different training. So I encourage everyone, the more training you have, the more employable you are and the safer you're able to do your job on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Advanced, advanced construction stuff for sure. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not like, you know, well, I won't yeah. mention any other trades, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not day laborer. That's for sure. It's, uh, well, you know, you guys are, uh, you, you guys have to have to really know some stuff out there. Definitely. Um, th that, that's interesting. Uh, do you think, um, you know, the governments are trying to figure out a way to obviously get the economy back on track, uh, when, when, when this pandemic is, is over or, or whatever, well, they're, they're going to need to do something regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, are, are, are you hopeful a lot of that money is going to come through infrastructure projects? Uh, absolutely. You're hearing. Absolutely, because they announced that, that that LRT coming all the way out to Niagara Falls this year. I know there's been some delays due to the COVID, but there's a lot of infrastructure, and specifically with the LRTs. Uh, I know they're in Hamilton right now, making their way out, but I would like to see all that completed in, in, in a timely manner, uh, as well as at Niagara Hospital. There's been signs up for months now showing a future home at the Niagara Hospital. I know that'll be a... Uh, uh, couple billion dollars of work and a lot of union work taking place at that hospital mm -hmm. so i'm very excited about that mm -hmm. um there's some incredible projects ongoing as we speak between a uh, couple police stations we have an opp station in, in st Catharines. uh they just completed that 5,000 seat entertainment theater in niagara falls on stanley avenue so i know they just came up with a uh it's been delayed a few times obviously it was supposed to open in april of this year but that's been postponed uh the first available date now is july 31st for liza the forever tour she's a comedian followed by larry the cable guy on august okay. 20th and then jason derulo on uh, september 10th so they, they they are starting to book shows now oh, and so if you're ever in the niagara falls region that entertainment center is breathtaking. I know you're super proud of that, man. Uh -oh. You said the pictures around the yeah, guys working on that. You love was, that project, don't uh -oh. you? <laughs> four, four different glass contractors on it. There's a uh, IBG bridge connecting the theater to the yep. existing casino. Just beautiful, state-of-the-art uh, building. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about taking a wife down to checking out a show or a theater show down there. So it's awesome great, great that's job. awesome yeah they, they 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 did a nice job on that i got a um the, the infrastructure money helps there's no question i, I and i don't Absolutely. that one that one wasn't a government project that that right no. that's that's uh casino OPG and casino OPG, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well okay so sort of arm's length government right because it's so, yes <laughs> your scratch ticket dollars at work <laughs> but uh the um uh yeah, I had I had an email come through today for um, the new. Uh, uh, they're putting yet another big fancy building on York University, right? So, so that's an example of, you know, the kind of thing. I mean, the, those that the money they're spending on these universities is is unbelievable. The new building. 
Absolutely. Right now, currently, we have um, McMaster University getting mm. a few expansions. So there's actually four projects going on on the one campus right now. Same with Brock, um, Brock University is another one. Yeah. U of E, you mentioned York. Um, you're right, there's a lot of infrastructure money coming to the schools right now, which is keeping uh, our guys very busy between the, the, the schools, the hospital, the Vaughn Hospital right now has, I think, four glass contractors on that project. Yeah. There's a casino right now in Pickering, the building. Um, so yeah, there's more than enough work to go on, go around. Uh, my biggest obstacle is getting guys that are comfortable. Like 80% of my men, manpower is out there working currently, mm -hmm. but there is still 20% of my members that aren't comfortable mm -hmm. uh, going out currently. So yeah. at this point, I totally understand there's different circumstances, whether it's the child's at home, they live with the elderly. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad and proud that the government did extend that serve until the end of August. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we have at least that long, uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that people can, you know, figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I guess, I don't know, maybe a sensitive topic, but I mean, I mean, if the, if the, if the government comes and says, says, okay, you know, uh, uh, it's off or, or, or you can go back to work or, or, well, like they have really, I mean, I mean, the government is not saying stay home, yeah. right? At what point are employers able to start going, look, dude, we, you know, we're, we've got the measures in place. You've got to come back. Good question. I mean, are you hearing any of that? Is, is that, is, does the union have a plan for that? At the moment we are supporting every one of our members. Right. Uh, the plan moving forward is just ensuring everyone's safe safety is number one. Yeah. Um, so it's like every day I'm, I'm talking to these members, trying to uh, encourage them to get out there, but not telling them to get out there. This is their decision at the end of the day. And they, during this state of a pandemic, we're almost taking this day by day with the Minister of Health, with mm -hmm. their reports, with the Premier, with the Premier and the Prime Minister. Uh, we follow those uh, every day to see if there's any changes. But currently we're all in phase two. And we'll take that minister's advice and uh, ensure that all of our members are safe and are comfortable with going out. We actually had one case where a member um, wanted a Tyvek suit. So I thought that was a strange request, but yeah. um, the contractor was more than happy to oblige. And like I say, anything our members are required or, or feel are needing to feel comfortable, they're being given that. So mm. I'm really happy that, you know, everyone's going above and beyond and ensuring the safety of our members. That's one of the things that's kind of come out is 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 there, there, there's obviously been a little less focus on the red tape and the and the, and the letter of the law and, and and you know people are 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 trying to be a little more relaxed because like in the situation we just talked about where you have you have you have some guys that are not comfortable to go out there and no. let's face it part of it is they're getting their curb checked but but no they, they I know I know they I know they want to work I know they want to work yeah. um, and and uh, um, the the part of the um, but part of the thing there is everybody's circumstances are different, as you point out, right? I mean, I mean, it, 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 well, look, look, look at us. There's Lucy, I, 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 my, my mother-in-law, your, oh, I guess, well, I guess she'd be your grandmother-in-law or something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, um, you know, just, just had, just got over breast cancer, uh, or, or she's close to over it. Uh, congr congratulations, Lucy, if you're listening. Yes, congrats, Lucy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, but you know, that, that, that elevated our, our awareness here, you know, for sure. And I mean, I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to Con Expo in, uh, in early March before people really knew what was going on. 
I, I, I did I, I did not go because I wasn't going to take any chances with this thing at all. As it turned out, that was a tremendously good decision. Oh, thank um, so like extending that to extending that to your, you know, your workers, like, you know, yeah. What are you, what are you going to tell a guy that has, you know, somebody who's fighting cancer, suppressed immune system, you yep. know, in their family, you know, it's like, yep. it's not, it's not, well, no, you have to get out here. You know, like oh, yeah. those people with those underlying conditions, I, I go above and beyond to ensure that they're comfortable. And I, I don't want to see anyone uh, bringing something home to their family or any of our members, any more of our members getting sick. Two is too many, in my opinion. And I, I pray that that's the only two cases we have. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really, really tough, tough scenario right now with those people with the underlying conditions, people who live, live with their uh, elderlies, small killed children at home. Um, it, it's a very difficult decision uh, at the end of the day. And that's why I'm out every day trying to recruit. And so far, knock on wood, I've been very good on uh, supplying manpower for all of our contractors in the last four to five weeks it's really picked up yeah. and we're getting at least two or three calls a week for manpower right so for the guys that are uncomfortable i just go to my recruitment list and bring guys in sign them up and get them out immediately mm. so like i say it's one of the best times ever to become a, a union glazer and yeah. there's uh, work opportunities all throughout the province as we speak what so. else is going on with the union um you guys got a new contract when that was last year right that was uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but uh, uh, April of 2019, we ratified yeah. the, the the agreement, so that came into effect actually May of 2019, and that's uh, good through 2020. Good through 2020. So okay, so we have another we have another round coming up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon. Okay. Now, usually a few months prior to that uh, uh, termination of that contract is when we start taking proposals from the members and the negotiation yeah. starts. Good. What and. And any, anything else going on with the union we should know about? Uh, what, what else is up? Uh, well, the next, uh, like obviously, there's been a lot of uh, postponements in all of our monthly meetings. So the last mm -hmm. meeting I did have was in March. But every month, I'm communicating on the social medias, uh, Twitters, Facebook, Instagrams. Uh, we're hoping to resume in September for our monthly meetings. Um, things like our charity golf tournament was, uh, again, postponed. It was scheduled. Oh, for that's tough for you, Jay. That's not uh, good. That's that, uh, that hurts, man. Uh, as a that physical hurts. guy that loves my sports and loves my <laughs> physical activities, it's, it's been tough. So I've been in the backyard a lot on the weekends with the kids, chipping the, the, the balls in the backyard and throwing <laughs> the footballs, just doing anything to get the, the adrenaline going. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we're hoping that that tournament is able to go on uh, August 25th. That's the, the next date for our, our annual golf charity tournament. Um, so that's a, a positive thing with the union. Our training centers, our FTI center uh, reopened on the 19th of this month. Mm -hmm. So June 19th, our training centers are, are open with oh, okay. restrictions. We take everyone's temperature when they arrive. Everyone has to wear a mask during the duration of their training. Right. Um, no more than five in the classroom with keeping the social distancing. So there are a lot of measures and safety measures to protect our staff as well as of our members. So ever since the 19th, we've been running courses pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. Um, the good thing with the ministry, they did announce that the working from heights health and safety training was uh, extended to four years. It's usually yep. a three year ticket. Yep. We're now it's a four year ticket. So that's helped our, our trainers in the facility uh, minimize that training with the with the working at heights, but um, yeah, it's it's been very positive and the feedback from the members they're appreciative that the training center is open. Uh, they're 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 always 
you know, happy as can be to see a rep show up on site and just ask how they're doing, how they're feeling, um, just having that support out there. So it's like, how yeah. long was the FTI shut down? Uh, it was shut down. I want to say from March between the 16th and 18th of March. Okay. So we're okay. talking just under three months. Have there been, have there been, um, like extensions to a journeyman test or anything like that? Or have there been any changes there? Good question. Um, the minute uh, college of trades have been operating at a skeleton staff throughout mm -hmm. this pandemic. So members can still write and challenge the CFQs. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there'll be restrictions on amount of people protocols, like we're doing it in an example, like um, taking temperatures, questionnaires, all that will take place. Uh, but that is still uh, resuming as we speak, which is which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. They didn't go online. They didn't didn't do no, online testing. No, you can't you can't do that. Just for the fact there's there's different versions of the test, and uh, they like when you're in front of a, a licensed prof professional. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're not going online with that. Well, you know you know what some of the you know what some of the other um, um, the uh, the architectural glass and metal technician uh, test, which is which is a uh, a third party thing actually i have another podcast with them coming up um and um some of the um is that the certification yeah that that's the um that's the certification through agmcc um they're they're that big organized they, they they certify contractors and they certify uh uh glaziers okay. uh, agmt is a glazier nacc is the contractor side Yes. And, okay. and they, they have set up this thing. It's to be honest, it sounds really complicated, but I, I guess they can do it um, where they have a, they, you, you do, you're online. Like we are now, you do have a proctor like watching you. Hmm. You have to, you have to angle your laptop camera a certain way to see your paper or something like this. And then you take your cell phone. It is also connected with the camera on, you have to put it like nine feet away or something, set up a certain way. So it's watching the whole room with, with you in it. Hmm. And that's how they, and that's how they do it. That's how they do a test. Interesting. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, cause they're, they're all over. I mean, you know, uh, Ontario college of trades is just Ontario and you know, presumably yeah. they can, they can make it work in person, you know, with social distancing, et cetera, yeah. if they have to. But I mean, when they, these are national programs, so, in the states and stuff so they can't you know they, they they have to go i mean normally they would do it in person but they they have to go remote uh to uh, to get that done okay, anyways that's that's, that's my like story that. on that one that's wild very cool. yeah yeah so it's 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 possible but of course the physical test there's nothing you can do there right i mean no exactly they can, they can i guess they could i guess they could put up a camera and watch you put some curtain wall together on <laughs> awesome yeah or have a little gopro on your helmet or yeah. something yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. is he putting that screw? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would work. They they never. It, it, well, the problem is you have to check it after, right? So yes. you know, inspection <laughs> very challenging. Yeah, well, that's it's, like, it's that's good stuff. Okay, well, you you know what, Jay? Uh, this is uh, th this has been great. Um, if uh, if people want to if people want to follow up and talk to you about any of this stuff, where can they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me. Uh, my direct cell phone number is area code 289-439-0403. Or my direct email is jmccall, J-M-C-C-O-L-L, -L, at 
dc46.iupat.org. Unbelievable. Well, I, I, I really thanks a lot, Jay. You know what? This this has been a neat glimpse into what's going on on the front lines out there, and uh, I, I I think uh, I think it's really interesting to see how everybody's reacted. And you know what? It's it's it's, it's hopeful, right? I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 not doom and gloom, and uh, it sounds like at least at your end things are are progressing along really well. So, absolutely, and always a pleasure talking to you, Pat. Yeah, it's really good talking to you, man. Uh, so that was uh, that was Jay McCall from uh, IUPAT. He's a union rep there on Glass Talk. And uh, thanks a lot. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to Glass Talk. You can find this episode at glasscanadamag.com or on the major podcasting services. Glass Talk is a presentation of Glass Canada Magazine and Annex Business Media.